Family Broadcasting Corporation in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! And welcome to episode 176 of the Sports Yak. That's our final episode of 2019, and it's known as the Ron Kittle episode. Ron Kittle. Ron Kittle, born and raised in northwest Indiana, went on to be a slugger for the White Sox in the late 80s and early 90s, and Ron Kittle belted 176 home runs in his big league career. Any truth to the rumor that he is the inventor of the kettle chips? No. Because it's Kittle, not Kettle. That's right. <laughs> Boy, but there's nothing like some good Kettle chips, right? Right? I enjoy... Uh, do you have a particular flavor that you enjoy? I like when they're actually made by like a restaurant or somewhere. Like when you go somewhere and like yeah. Kettle chips. Uh, up there in Edwardsburg, there's a place called the uh, Fireside. Okay. They, um, they have a nice Kettle chip. How about right. you? I like a salt and pepper flavoring on my kettle chips salt and pepper yes well, good for you you're right this is our final episode of our first year-long season if you will correct because we started what in the fall of 2018 correct and uh so here we go episode 176 and then we're going to call timeout. that's a sports uh term yes it's also used in child rearing but that's another story that's right and then we'll be back loud and proud in 2020 to deliver the goods that you've come to know and love. Well, at least to know. <laughs> Let's start with high school basketball, Chuck Freebie. Good start to the weekend last night. South Bend John Adams is 6-0 and for the first time in 16 years. The Eagles went on the road and beat a solid Jimtown team last night, 62-55. Braden Saxton with 19 points. So Chad Johnston's team has to turn around and play Laporte tonight in the Hathaway Shack, and we'll see if Adams can get to 7-0. and And I'll have to look up the last time that they got that high. But I know the year that they were 6-0 in 2003, they uh, came up empty in Week 7. So we'll have to see what happens with South Bend Adams. They have the lead in the NIC race right now. Also last night, a thriller over at Clay, perhaps not too thrilling if you're a Colonial fan, New Prairie beats Clay 57-55. So in this game, Clay has built a seven-point lead with 37 seconds left. They're up 55-48. New Prairie has not scored in the entire fourth quarter. And then in the final 37 seconds of the fourth quarter, they hit not one, not two, but three three-pointers. <laughs> Ryland McBride with a three at the buzzer to beat Clay 57-55. And the Colonials did themselves no favors at the foul line. They went four of 16 at the charity stripe last night and lost by two. That had to have been fun to be at. Uh, Fun if you're a New Prairie fan. It's got to be just a punch in the gut if you're a Clay fan. Um, I think Clay expected a little bit more of themselves this year than what they've been able to deliver so far. I would say uh, a bit of a surprise last night, 
not that Penn beat Washington, but the margin they wound up beating them by, 75-62. Derek Durda with 25 for the Kingsmen, who have now won three straight. Al Rhodes has a young team, but it would be wrong to call them terribly inexperienced. Durda played on the team last year. Carter Hickey played on the team last year. And they have been the stars so far for this Penn squad, so they're starting to pick up a little steam and derailed Washington, which has to turn around and play Chesterton on Saturday. Those were the, oh, I also want to give a shout-out to Michigan City. Tom Wells is doing a heck of a job there with the Wolves. They are 6-1. and one. They hammered East Chicago Central last night, 79-50. The 6-1 and one start for Michigan City is their best start since 1996. Wow. So what a wow. job he's doing as the coach of the Wolves. So... Now we turn the page to tonight in high school basketball. And the 46 crew rolling on over to Napanee. Northwood is 6-1. and one. They survived in overtime the other night against Jimtown. Picked up win number 200 for Aaron Wolf's squad. But now they move into the Northern Lakes Conference. And they'll open up with Plymouth tonight. Plymouth is only 2-4. and four. Ryan Bales admits his team needs to find a second offensive option. They have Jake Reichard, who's scoring about 24 points a game. Somebody, whether it's Brady Hisson, whether it's Joe Barron, whether it's Caden Widener, somebody has to step up for the Pilgrims and help them out against this Northwood team. Northwood very reliant on Trent Edwards. He's their leading scorer, 17 points a game. But he does get some help. Uh, ben Vincent, Brock Flickinger. The other night it was Jason Borkholder with 10 points. All those guys have stepped up at one time or another. The question is for Northwood, they started the year so well offensively they were really clicking and in the last two games they've only scored 49 and 41 can they grind it out again tonight against this Plymouth team we'll have it for you on YouTube at 745 also on Facebook and then on TV 46 tonight 11 tomorrow morning at 9. How has uh, being on the YouTube channel changed at all do you like what you're getting feedback on that? You know we haven't had a a huge amount of viewership for basketball yet on YouTube, and I think part of that is it's Christmas time and people on Friday nights are going to parties or yeah. shopping or doing other things. I think that'll pick up as January and February roll around, but it is on the tube of you tonight and glorious HD. And if you don't watch it live, it's saved there in the archives yeah. so you can go back in a couple Absolutely. days and watch that. On the girls' side of the ball. Girls' side, Knox got the win last night over Caston, not surprising, 61-24 the final. And so now, Neil Minnick's team is 12-0, and and one wonders when they're going to start getting ranked in the top 10 of Class 3A because that has not happened yet. Uh, other winners last night on the girls' side, Michigan City got a nice win over New Prairie, North Judson cruised, Rochester with a win over North Miami, and Tippecanoe Valley with a victory last night as well. Uh, lots of teams playing their final games before Christmas, either tonight or tomorrow. All right. Let's head north over the uh, state line. What happened in Michigan? Uh, the St. Joe Bears had to, to rally in the fourth quarter, did so, and then went 10 of 12 from the foul line in the overtime and beat Kalamazoo Lori Norix last night. Good, solid win for the Bears who get the boys-girls sweep. Their girls' team also won last night. Dewajak, an easy win over Sturgis last night. Uh, Sturgis really struggling this year. The Chieftains 
Not too bad a team. They gave Benton Harbor a good run in the first game of the year, and I think Dewajak's going to have a, a a pretty good boys basketball season. And then on the girls' side last night, we mentioned St. Joe winner. So, too, was Barry and Springs. Uh, Brandywine's having a great year up there. They did not play last night. I think they might play tonight. And so uh, the girls' basketball season just starting to get clicking so is the boys' basketball season up in Michigan. It's only about two weeks old. This is a fun one down in Indianapolis uh, for Saturday, Saturday before Christmas. Crossroads Classic. Uh, you've been to it before. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great afternoon of basketball. We've talked about it before. The The city of Indianapolis really gets rocking this time of year. A lot of people down there Christmas shopping, moving around. Monument Circle always looks great. And now you've got this great basketball tournament down there with the four big in-state schools for basketball. I know Ball State will say, well, what about us? And and Ball State's having a decent year. But Indiana, Purdue, Notre Dame, and Butler are the schools that move the needle. It'll be Notre Dame and IU in the opener. You can hear both these games on 103.1 FM starting at noon with the Irish and the Hoosiers. I think this is a, a pretty balanced matchup. I would favor IU because of the depth that they have. But Notre Dame has been shooting the ball a lot better in the last two games. Now, those games were at Purcell Pavilion. Yes. Now they go into what's definitely going to be a road atmosphere. As they go down to Indianapolis, the the crowd is certainly going to favor IU. And can they go into that atmosphere against an IU team that has been playing better defense this year? get those three-point looks, and knock them down. That's something that they have not done on the road so far this season. So that's a good test for Mike Bray's squad, taking on Archie Miller's unit at noon. And then the 230 game, very intriguing. Butler is having the best year of any team in the state. They're ranked number 17. They could be ranked higher. And they'll take on a Purdue squad that is just awfully tough to figure out sometimes. Purdue... Uh, against Nebraska last week on the road, looked awful. Turned around on Tuesday night, looked pretty good, but they were only playing Ohio University. Uh, The question is the health of Matt Harms as he comes into this game because he is the difference maker defensively with that seven-foot frame that's able to alter shots. What will he be able to do against Kamar Baldwin and the Butler Bulldogs Saturday afternoon? Great matchups in Indy. You can get into that game for about 30 bucks and up for both games. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad for a, for an entire afternoon of college basketball. I mean, it basically costs you about the same here in town lots of times to go to a Notre Dame men's game, just a single game. You know, the best part about it, too, I've gone when it's been pouring rain and then it started snowing. It's a good-looking weekend. You can park pretty much anywhere downtown, eat somewhere great, and then walk over to Banker's Life. Yeah. You know. No, I, I think if you're just looking for something to do, which I realize when we get this close to the holidays, there aren't that many people just looking for something to do. Right. But if you've got everything taken care of and you've got no plans for Saturday, that would be the place to go. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic Events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. 
Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winner's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Follow the Sports Yak on social media. Sports Yak with two Ks on Twitter and Instagram. Let's talk about football for a little bit. Well, lots of good news for people around here. Charles Salary is a player from LaPorte High School. That when he came out of Laporte, um, he had almost three thousand rushing yards his senior year. I mean, he was a a stud player for this area, and rather than try to go to a small D one school and and see if he could make it there, he decided to go to Marion University down in Indianapolis. Now, Marion University has put together a perennial football power at the NAIA level. Okay, so you've got. NCAA Division One, like Notre Dame, IU, Purdue. Then you've got the the what they call the FCS schools, which used to be called One AA. That's like your Indiana States, your Illinois States, places like that. Okay. You've got Division Two. You've got Division Three schools like DePaul and Wabash. And then you have schools that aren't part of the NCAA. They're part of the NAIA. And that is uh, the National Athletic Intercollegiate Association. And so these are schools that are more like Bethel, St. Francis, Goshen. Those are in it. Now, obviously not every NAI school has football. Mm-hmm. Marion University does. And they're quite good at it. And they've had a number of local kids go down there. So Charles Salary from LaPorte goes down to Marion University. And the reason we're harping on this is twofold. Number one, yesterday, Charles Salary was named the NAIA Player of the Year, having a sensational year for Marion University at running back and just a a quality kid by all accounts. Um, Very quiet, very soft-spoken, but he can play the game, folks, and he is very good for this Marion University team. And and one of the reasons that tomorrow they will play for the NAIA National Championship. They are looking for the school's third title overall, hmm. and um, it should be a, a heck of a game. It's played down in Boca Raton, Florida, and Charles Salary is not the only uh, young man from this area on that team. You've got a couple of kids from South Bend Riley that Tom Noy did a story on this week in the South Bend Tribune. Jalen Jennings and uh, I want to say Gibson Luga, but it might be his brother Gavin. I think it's Gavin Luga who is playing down there. Gibson just committed to there. Are you sure week. it's not Uga? No, it's not Uga, but it is Luga. <laughs> so I knew that you would appreciate that. But it, well, it's it's cool. funny as I'm as I'm going through the Marion football Twitter page mm-hmm. and seeing all of these. Uh, very kind thoughts from his teammates about Charles' salary. And I think that speaks volumes when you can get your teammates to talk about that kind of thing. 
And I think I made the mistake of saying they're in Boca Raton. They're not. That that's a that's one of the other divisional. This is uh, at Grambling Stadium, where Eddie Robinson was the coach at one time, and that is where um, Marion University will play. Is at Grambling Stadium down in Louisiana tomorrow. Who do they play against? Morningside. They will play Morningside who was the NAIA national champion last year. So Morningside going for two in a row. Marion going for their third title overall. Should be a great game tomorrow. I'm sure it's televised somewhere. Search around on your guide and find it. And you'll see some local kids in action. Charlie Spiegel? Spiegel? Spiegel. He is from New Pal and uh, great running back. Becomes Mr. Football in the state of Indiana. Scored 55 touchdowns this year and uh he's going to be a preferred walk-on at indiana so that kind of tells you that they think it's more of the system that he plays in at new pal than his own not to take away from his athletic abilities but clearly iu looked at him and they said we don't think you're big enough fast enough for us to give you a scholarship but we think you're talented so we'll let you come in here as a preferred walk-on interesting uh, South Bend Clay has made a move. They have decided not to retain Garrett Fields as their head coach. Clay won in 18 in the last two years. They've only got five wins on the football field in the last seven years. It's been a very difficult job over there. Remember, in the South Bend Community Schools, Clay is the magnet for the fine arts program. Yes. I have to think that it's tough to have a fine arts program that produces a really good football team. And that's the uh, that's the struggle that anybody who applies for that job will have, although Al Hartman, the athletic director at Clay yesterday, told me they've already had 15 applicants for the job. Okay. Deontay Craig? Deontay Craig is the young man who has been a star in both football and basketball down at Culver Academy. We'll see him play later this year for basketball at CMA, but he has signed his letter of intent to go play for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He had made that verbal commitment about a couple of months ago. But finally put pen to paper yesterday, signed his letter of intent, and he will play at the University of Iowa next fall. Finally in hockey, Patrick Kane. Finally, good to see the Blackhawks play a little bit better as of late. Kane had a hat trick the other night, and then last night a goal and three assists as the Hawks beat Winnipeg 4-1. to one. Robin Leonard was outstanding between the pipes early in that game. I shut it off after the second period, Corey. The Winnipeg had outshot the Blackhawks 30-15, to and yet the Hawks led it 1-0 because Leonard was incredible between the pipes. So he had 30 saves after just two periods. Didn't check to see what the total was at the end of the game. But Kane and the offense finally got clicking in the third period. And so the Hawks win one on the road. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, but we will see. <laughs> All right. Now, that's the sports segment of the show. That was? We have to leave a major block of time today, I have the feeling. (laughs) No, we don't. Because last night, you, your son, and his unnamed pal. Owen. Owen. uh, Went to see Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Mm Mm-hmm. Without giving away spoilers, and you're experienced at this, you're a professional, I expect nothing less of you than to be able to weave your way around the tapestry of this 
without giving it away for those who haven't seen it yet. Your thoughts on the ninth, is that correct, the ninth of the Star Wars movies? Ninth and final movie of the Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. They'll continue to make movies because, come on, they make money. Yes. That franchise makes money, so they'll make more. They've got TV shows in the works. They've got cartoons in the works. But this is the end of the Skywalker run. Uh, Side question, did TJ go last night? He's going tonight. Okay. I had a great time. I caught myself looking at my son a number of times and going, I'm glad that this is our thing. I'm not athletic. Mm -hmm. He's starting to become athletic. So this is our little thing that we do together is Star Wars and Marvel movies. He brought his buddy along because we had an extra ticket. Right. And uh, it's fun. You know, it's a theater packed. It reminded me of when I was seven years old and my parents took me for the first time. And it was fun. There was a sign before you walked in the theater. And they also had a graphic. This is the first time I've ever seen this. Uh, For those of you that are... uh, you find yourself maybe having epileptic episodes due to oh. light and uh, different flashes of sure. light. This had a lot of that. Okay. And I kind of understood where they were coming from when yeah. it actually happened. But uh, I have i don't remember being warned like that with a graphic on the actual screen. I've seen a, a door uh, note before. It was fun. It was great. I I love Star Wars, as you know. It kind of eliminated the last movie completely. Really? I think they I think that's a big oopsie daisy and they you could take that movie completely out of the franchise and move Force Awakens right next to The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Uh Adam Everybody's Driver. in this movie. Everybody. Everybody's in it. Mark Hamill? Yes. Adam Driver? Yes. Harrison Ford? Yes. Somehow the late Carrie Fisher? Yes, they do some movie magic that uh yes. Everybody. What were we going to say about Adam Driver? Yeah, I was going to ask you to evaluate his performance, being that he's from Mishawaka. I think he continues to get better and better. Did you hear he walked out of an interview on NPR this last week? No. He uh, does not like seeing or hearing his performances. He has a very nervous system about it, like hearing it or watching it. He enjoys working at the craft, but he doesn't want to watch it, Hmm. which is interesting because how do you get better then? Right. When you're not listening or watching to your own deal. So Terry Gross played a scene from the Marriage Story movie on Netflix. He got up and walked out. Did he come back? He did not. Oh. So uh, she starts off the interview. I was listening to the podcast this week. They were going to talk to Conan O'Brien from this past summer because Adam Driver walked out. So I don't know how, mu- how much of the interview they got through, but it's not online. So. Wow. Okay. But he's he's intense in this movie. He's a he's a great antagonist in this movie and uh yeah, it's good. It's very colorful. There's an enormous amount of travel going on, a lot of different planets. Yeah, but it's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Um where would you rank it in the 9? Oh wow. All right, I'm going to go in order. Okay? Star Wars a New Hope number 1. Empire Strikes Back, number two. Okay. Then I'm going to go Force Awakens, number three. Rise of Skywalker, number four. Which one's the original Star Wars? New Hope, Empire, 
Return of the Jedi, number five. Okay. I really didn't like Last Jedi. Um, Phantom Menace, number six. Last Jedi, seven. Revenge of the Sith, eight. Attack of the Clones, nine. Okay. New Hope, though, was the original, what I know as the original Star Wars. That's the one that uh, came out in 1977. Yeah, May 25th. I will say today that's my favorite. I go back and forth between that and Empire. But uh, Star Wars New Hope, where it all started, is the best. I would agree. Yeah. Based on what I've seen. It's fun. And they had some great uh, trailers. New James Bond's coming out. I love me some James Bond. Uh, the, The Top Gun uh, s- sequel trailer on a big screen. Yeah, the Top Gun incredible. sequel has to be seen on a big screen. Oh my goodness, that thing is going to be a juggernaut. Um, yeah, everything else is kind of eh, okay. That's coming out, but yeah, perfect timing for Star Wars. It's a fun family movie to go see. You know. Now, uh, I sent you a text. Unfortunately, you didn't get it before the movie, or I should say, fortunately, because I threw a spoiler alert in there. <laughs> Um, was the, uh, was the text, did you appreciate it? I appreciated it. Uh, oh, I just got a text right now from, uh, one of our friends who's an artist on our radio station. Did you see Star Wars last night? How was it? Did it blow your mind? How many times did you cry? Which artist was this? Uh, 10th Avenue North. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. This is what I got from Chuck Freebie at 6.30 when the movie was supposed to begin. Yeah. 6.55. 6.55. Yeah. I hear in the final scene they all sit around and listen to Bob Seger, and then Forrest Gump calls Kylo Ren daddy. At 9.11 Sorry for the spoiler. I responded, that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. And then, as if that wasn't funny enough, he had to go for the jugular. Sorry to spoil it. At least I didn't tell you about the scene where they did a hologram of Shirley Booth as Hazel dusting the <laughs> I just had a, I just had it in my mind of Hazel dusting the millennium just in the background, getting things cleaned up for the next battle. Hey, Mr. Skywalker. <laughs> Shirley Booth reference. Hey, Mr. Skywalker, be careful out there. <laughs> I only know her because I see her on a TV every now and then up in our break room. Yes. It's like, oh, what show's that? Why, that's Hazel. Hazel. Uh, Mandalorian was awesome this week. We got a Wednesday episode. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then we got the season finale of that next Friday. So, All right. Very good. I feel good. I tried to keep it at a minimum. No, you did fine. Is that all right? I, I think you gave the people what they came here expecting. Yes. Oh, by the way. Yes. I, I got to take a shot at somebody today. <laughs> I, I know. That's so completely out of character. I hope we have time for it. I I think we do. <laughs> so uh, yesterday was my son Peter's birthday, turned twenty seven, and I posted an old uh, WNDU sportscast that I did with Peter and his brother in it from the night before Christmas, that I thought you know would uh, would give my wife the feels, and it did. She just adores this particular sportscast because the boys are just like one and six months. Where can I see this at? This is on my personal Facebook page. Oh, okay. Page. So I posted this, and our, our pal, the former Bethel basketball coach, Mike Lightfoot, chimed in and wished me a happy birthday. <laughs> to which 
I had to inform him that no coach wasn't my birthday. That's not why I put this up here. By the way, Bethel Pilots undefeated. 13-0. and They won Wednesday night against Governor State. Steve Draben doing a heck of a job there. They get to go into Christmas undefeated. You talk wow. about putting that on your wish list. I don't I think, you know, when we talked to Steve earlier this year, and every basketball coach I know sees the downside of his team, but if you would have told him, Hey, you're gonna be undefeated going into Christmas, he would have just said, You guys are yeah. you guys are being silly. Yeah. Which we often are, but that was not the case with them. To circle around again, for those listening and for those who might be listening who thought it was your birthday, your birthday is actually in April. April. So save the gifts until then. <laughs> I love you, Chuck Freebie. I love that we do this together. Corey, it's been a pleasure, and hopefully in two weeks we'll still be employed. <laughs> Wait, what do you know that I don't? I don't know anything. That's evident. Through 176 episodes of this. One final time for 2019. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Susan. Executive producer is Danae Hughes in partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com.